Well, hello, gang. I am excited, as there is pandemonium going on, to bring you our second episode of this. I don't even know really what to call it yet. I have two guests, highly anticipated. My dog's going brazy. Um, the first guest, she's just going to go by Honey. So why don't you introduce yourself, honey? Say hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so honey's my roommate, right? We watch sports together. You like beer? Strictly platonic? <laughs> yeah, we scissor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so yeah, so we do scissor. Outside of that, I figured you know I, sh- I could have her on, pick her brain, get a get a new perspective here on the show. Um, so to start, obviously, we, let's piggyback what, off what happened last week because this is it, it was a big deal, obviously, especially in this apartment. Uh, Jared Goff is gone. The goof is gone. Hashtag. And I wanted to start it off as more information has. Uh, circulated, matriculated, come out about golf and him just being an absolute dolt. I uh, I thought Honey would like this because, well, first off, do you like Jared Goff? Go ahead and tell the people. No. Okay. Would you tell the people why? I think he cracks under pressure, along with Sean McVay. So... Okay, so she's out on the whole regime. Obviously, you know, she doesn't really know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Um, I only have to watch every game. Yeah, so I make her watch every game. So she's seen the decline of Jared Goff. Um, So real quick, I just thought it was very interesting. Um, Per Doug Gottlieb, um, quote on Twitter, was told by very good sources, Rams were frustrated at Goff's lack of work ethic, football IQ, mobility, accountability, and he simply wouldn't take chances on explosive plays. Locker room, quote, respected John Walford more. What do you, th- I mean, I, like, he's terrible. I mean, I think there's something to say about Sean McVay and his, Why are you- his stained okay. sweater that is worn every single game as he's prancing down the field. She doesn't like Sean McVay, which is fine. He does get – he's bad in the red zone, right? I think he, he runs the ball, the screens, the hair gel. You know, this, he does sweat. Like, he sweats a lot. It's like, you know, get the degree, right? Like, he's probably – maybe he's getting the dove. He thinks that the dove is the degree. Sometimes I do, Sean, sometimes I do that. You know, I'll grab the degree and I end up with the dove. Do you think that's what's happening? Or do you think maybe it's just because he's a naturally sweaty man? Yeah, I I think he just perspirates out of control. And it reflects by his forehead sweat. So Jared Goff's a bum. We're moving on. Um, obviously we're excited to have Matt Stafford. I will say, I think the people want to know from your perspective, if we were, to, I mean, who is more handsome? Are we in a better place now as a, do I, should I feel more confident with Matt Stafford being my quarterback as opposed to Jared Goff? 
if one of them was to approach you with a sexual advance at a bar and or Applebee's establishment, how would you feel? Which one would have a better opportunity? I think Jared Goff would approach me at an Applebee's and corner me and probably start sweating. He does look like a date rape type person. You know, I think the other option would approach me at more of a Pearl Street pub situation. He has grace. I still think he... Or no grace. No, he might have grace, but I think he's more of a corner you when you kind of come out of the bathroom. So you're, either way, you see both of these men immediately cornering you in a public establishment. I think they have a very strong potential to corner. And this is based off what evidence? Well, it's based off of the evidence that they both agreed to be coached by Sean McVeigh's three sizes, two tight khakis. Mike, I'm taking the mic away. There was some big news as well, obviously, with Puxatawney Phil. Um, very controversial situation. You know, it had to go to the scorecards. We didn't necessarily, I didn't know. I had no idea whether or not he saw a shadow, whether or not he did, until the boomer in the back held up the more snow sign. Um, did you see this on Twitter? Yeah. And I think the biggest takeaway would be, you know, not. To wear, you know, a tapestry vest and a top hat in case you do have to repeat the same day, you know, for the next three years. They were going for that Civil War vibe. Um, it, I want to say it's classy, but it wasn't. Um, it was really weird, too. They kind of just, like, threw this groundhog on this slab. And a man that looked like, a, you know, kind of like a... Sam's Club version of an Abraham Lincoln impersonator just made eye contact with this rodent for like 45 seconds and then the determination was made. Um, well, he also didn't have a mask on, so I think that has something to say about our culture as well. Can groundhogs get COVID? I feel like it's transmittable. I feel it's, like if an animal were to get... I feel like it's through the mud. I feel like groundhogs roll around in mud frequently don't you think i mean didn't he emerge from a hole this morning what does a groundhog do exactly in my mind they just sort of slither around i feel like i can picture a groundhog emerging from under my car yeah they are hood of my car all right hood of your car there's not that much room yeah squirrels when was the last? When was the last time a groundhog you- emerged from the hood of my car? He hasn't, but there's no saying that he couldn't tomorrow morning. Well, when was the last time anything emerged from the hood of your car? Let alone you opened the hood of your car to look. Beneath- I don't know how to open the hood of my car, so there could be things in there that right were now. meant to come out and just haven't had the opportunity to. Okay. Last segment with Honey. This is. This is something near and dear to her heart. We are going, obviously, all right, so I'm 25. Some would say in the prime of my life. Others Some would say on the fringe of death. Fringe of death. Anyway, I'm three years older than my roommate. <laughs> it's like 30 months. <laughs> we are going to rank Harry Potter. All of the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. I know you've watched them. I've watched them. Mm-hmm. Like, your boy in Universal is all about Harry Potter land. I'm all about the butter beer. 
you know, Obliviate, you know, the owl, mm. Dobby, you know, he's a free elf. RIP my dog. <laughs> Pour some out for my dog. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to go ahead and get him ranked. Obviously, it'd be less climactic to just give you the best one off the rip. So we're going to go ahead and give you the worst. So my roommate's a little bit more experienced in this. I'm going to go ahead and just bounce it back and forth. But to start, why don't you give us the worst movie in the Harry Potter series to date? All right. So, if I had to, this might be a controversial statement, but... Do it. The first, you know, two, they just don't grab me like they used to. So You know, like when you're in an alley in downtown Albany and you get grabbed by a homeless man? I don't. I mean, that's the feeling that I should get with these movies. It should it should grip you. It should be alarming. I mean, it should rattle my morals. Yeah, but the early ones are iconic. Like, remember, remember the car scene with the yeah, spiders? Of course they're iconic, but the cinematography is not there compared wow. to... Compared to Goblet of Fire... We'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, let's not let's not bust no, we're not all over the place. Spoiling we'll anything. I'm just giving a preview. All right. So to start, which one is the worst? If you had to put a name to so it. So to start in eighth place. I'm probably just gonna do falafel. falafel. <laughs> I'm probably just gonna do the first movie. So to start, the worst movie is mm-hmm. the first one. So would you recommend people skip it or would you? I mean, how no, do- no, no. You have to watch it. It's essential to the plot. You're not going to pick up on, you know, key musical themes and it's just all of those pound little for Easter pound. eggs. Pound no. for pound. I would skip it now like I do often. You know, I I feel like with shows and movies, you have that one place that's like a safe place for you to pick up at all of the time, whether it's. You know, The Office, you yeah, have like, that one series that just really, I mean, pulls you in. Mm-hmm. That's how I am once we get to Prisoner of Azkaban. So obviously then in seventh place, the second worst movie would be the second one, which is, which one is that? Chamber of Secrets. Um, the only thing I remember that about and that And don't is- get me wrong, Chamber of Secret- Secrets is a big, big, big jump compared to the first one. Like exponentially better, so I'm not not giving credit where credit's due. Okay, but it's still seven. Correct. All right, so let's get into the good ones then. So moving forward, obviously, if you trim the fat here, we're into the sixth one. Mm-hmm. The first two are out. What's the next worst one? If you had to pick, if I had to pick, I'm gonna put Order of the Phoenix. Now, hear me out. It's the fifth movie. I'm putting the fifth movie. In, what is it, third to last place? Yep. Because it's good, but Dolores Umbridge truly irks me in a way I've never felt before. It's almost like a real-life Karen, and it really... Sometimes I can't watch. You have a personal, like, vendetta Vendetta. against this woman. And honestly, it's a little bit... I really shouldn't have even brought it up. Because now you're going to be in a mood... I do have a fun fact, though, about that movie that only certain fans would know. In The Order of the Phoenix, the iconic scene where Dolores redoes her office, um, you know, in the castle, and you see all of those little frames on the wall with the moving cats. Remember that part? 
No. She's obsessed with cats. True fans would know. 40 cats, real cats, were brought onto the set to film that one scene. That's animal abuse. Next on the list, I'm jumping back a little bit to the third movie. So Prisoner of Azkaban. So again, this one's just mediocre. It's a serious black. I remember. No, no, no. I mean, I'm putting it above Order of the Phoenix, which might be controversial to other people who like the series. But, but it's just outside of the top three. Correct. And the only reason it's not in the top three is just because I feel like it's really just on the fringe of where the cinematography gets really dark, like you see in the Half Blood Prince. I feel like nothing compares to, you know that sort of aesthetic and prisoner of Azkaban is just almost there there's so many iconic scenes with Sirius Black that are highlights for the entire series for me but it's just on the fringe sometimes it's in my top three sometimes I go back and forth but as of today no correct gun to my head my number three is Goblet of Fire Cedric Diggory, my heart swells at the thought of you, and it's fantastic. The aesthetic of Goblet of Fire, for me, is almost peak Harry Potter, I think, because you truly get to see, like, the entire just school in that movie. Yeah, and what I think, I actually vividly remember seeing that movie with my dad in theaters, and I was, like, you know, 14, I'm like, you know, I don't want to do this, you know, like... I could be Who like doesn't want to see Harry Potter in the theater. Are it's you- just the it's just like I could have been playing like NFL Street Two on the PS PlayStation Two. So anyway, but it's like I went into it with that. You know, this is a kids movie. Like I'm cool. Like I I have a you know I text women and the movie you was ac- texting women. I mean, just to clarify, well, women my age. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it was scary in some parts it was like violent in some parts there were jump scares so it was to me like a legitimate it was legitimizing the entire series and really brought it to be like a good movie for the bros like you can really at this point i think the series in its entirety it's really appealing to everybody guys girls whatever if you're under the age of like 61 you know i think it's just a popular brand overall and it's something that everybody loves so that means that you're saying the best movies overall in the entire series are the last two no which you're one? skipping my number one which is which? let me just clarify how we're ranking the top three we are ranking the top three um while there's really only four left we're combining the deathly hollows into one movie and let me just explain why Deathly Hallows Part 1 does not do it for either of us. I can watch it and I love it, but it's not what it should have lived up to. So we're combining Deathly Hallows into just one. My number two for Harry Potter is Deathly Hallows. (laughs) And that might blow someone's mind. That's going to blow your socks off. It blew my breasts off. Even better. For me, Deathly Hallows, I think we all knew how it was going to end, right? I mean, you, have you read all the books? I haven't read all of the books. I should. Have you read those books? No. So you just like sparked. But I know, I know how it goes in the books compared to what's in the movies, and I know what was cut out of the movies that shouldn't have been for Deathly Hollows, and that's why it just doesn't live up for me. There are certain scenes that were cut that would have made it so much 
better. I mean, there are scenes that were cut, like Neville blowing up the bridge leading into the castle, and we never saw that. There were just a lot of scenes that were missed. Missed opportunities. And that, for that reason, and that's really that why. And for that reason, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince ranks in at number one for me every day, all day. No doubt. This movie, if there's even an opportunity, is on in this apartment. It probably once a week, like honestly, like w- do you remember what channels it's on? Like not necessarily the number, but it's on like Freeform, it's on Sci-Fi, mm-hmm. it's on, it's on like VH1. Like they really push it on a on a tougher a ton of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, to where like now I've been indoctrinated, and I actually enjoy the experience overall. Um, so again, why is this your number one movie? Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince is where we get Snape to his fullest capacity. I think Snape in Deathly Hallows... So this is Big Dick Snape. This is him in his entirety. And I think Snape in Deathly Hallows is also really almost better than Harry in a lot of regards. But Half-Blood Prince is just... We start to get almost the entirety of Snape... Draco starts to come into the mix, Daddy Draco. And I think those are really important storylines as well. What is the deal with you and Draco? Can you explain? I mean, Daddy Draco has so many underlying issues that I think it's every girl's dream. Every girl wants the guy who's just... A scumbag. The scum of the earth. And... Truthfully, he's not. He's really not. He was born into a misfortune. Every girl thinks th- this is this is what it comes back to is every girl every is a girl fixer. Every girl has the save me complex. Yeah, well not yeah. So, you know, in your head you're like, well, it's not really his fault and if I if he's just if he I could just hang out with him, I'll make it all better and I'll fix him and and it's like, no, he's slithering. He's a hundo percent. But I took the Slytherin. test and I'm Slytherin as well. There's a difference. You took a Google test online when we were in the I car. took three. I mean, that's like taking three separate pe- and pregnancy And what did the tests. results say? Positive. Slytherin. I guess I can't argue with that. So in closing, honey, the roommate, the killer, my dog. Anything else you want to part the people with? Is there any hot topic on your mind? Is there anything that you want to get off your chest? You love Daddy Draco. I'm not Slytherin. I know. And he's the villain. And he killed Dumbledore, who was into He didn't kill Dumbledore. Snape did. And on that note, I'm kicking her off my show. First guest on the pod. Good buddy of mine. Uh, Let's go with Sam. Love him dearly, veteran, law enforcement background. So obviously kind of the circles he's been in and the conversations that we can have and his stories in general are hilarious. So figured I'd have him on, bring him to you. Hope you all enjoy. Thanks. So um, first of all, I want to say thanks for having me on. The first time I met this guy, he started going off about uh, how he used to fix Jeeps in World War II. Uh, this guy's like 40, bro. <laughs> he, he's, uh, so he was most likely born in the early 80s. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was in there for assaulting 
uh, someone at the uh, like a medical hospital. Like he like bit them. He like bit a nurse. Yes, exactly. Which I've been compelled um, to, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> getting caught to the point where you go to jail for biting a nurse is like. What do you even put on the paperwork? Yeah, what'd you say? Assault. No, so it's a uh, it's a completely separate charge. It's like a. Uh, interference with like EMS slash police slash whatever slash like doing their guard. yeah like doing their job slash ca- crossing guard crossing guard yeah I know it's weird so crossing guards have clout so yeah so he's in there for simple assault for you know run of the mill bite of a nurse and yes. yeah so and and I guess it was immediate to you that he was absolutely insane I mean, you talk to him like I'm talking to you, and this guy, he's just nuts. Like, literally would just come out talking about absolutely nothing. It sounded like now, now, does he does he look like a regular person? Like, if, would you before he opened his mouth, like, did you expect anything of the sort? Uh, honestly, like, that, there's no, like, there's no particular look. Some of them, like... Yeah, there's no crazy eyes or anything? Sometimes there are dead giveaways of like whether this person showers, bathes, like his clothes are staying normal. Like, yeah, you can assume some things, obviously, based on you know, I guess how disheveled yeah, they are coming in. I mean, but there there's certain etiquette that like you wouldn't <clears throat> think about like in in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the guys that like I talked to that have been to prison multiple times, like it'd be kind of stupid of me like to go in there and think that I know everything. You know, so like I'll ask them like what's the hierarchy stuff like that. Yeah, you probably have to humble yourself a little bit. You can't go in there thinking you're like Big Dick Johnson day one. No, no. and the people that do don't don't last long at all, like at all. And I guess at the at the end of the day, I mean, your job in a certain sense is like, I mean, it's customer facing. You know, when you're in this role as corrections, wherever you are, I'm sure if you're listening to this, it's probably analogous to situations you've experienced as well. And it's like. You know, I take it for granted. I really do. But you guys really are the customer facing end of like the entire executive branch. So you got, yeah, there, there's kind of a, I guess, a sense of like, you need to be cordial. You need to be respectful. You obviously treat them as humans. And I think that gets lost in the shuffle of like watching Oz on HBO or whatever. And um, so it's kind of weird too, right? Because he is, it's like you actually get to take the time and have the downtime with him to find out how insane he actually is. They just start talking to you, um, or you find it through the interaction of this man's banging his head into the wall, and now you need to go in there with other officers so, to prevent him. From so this, going. so this crazy man. Last time you saw him, like, what was your last interaction with him? My last interaction with this guy, he uh, he came out. He grabbed a tray <laughs> off of the cart, like a food tray. Yeah, yeah, without me, uh, without me giving it to him, and it was because the officer popped the door, and I wasn't ready for it, and I was giving somebody else their tray, so he just comes out and grabs off the tray, that's my thing, like, and, and, and all the inmates know, it's like, just ask, I got no problem with doing certain things, just ask. Like, you're not James Bond, you're not sneaking by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's literally, like, arts in there watching on camera, like, he gets Don't paid. Shit under the door. Yeah, we are watching like, you, you know? Yeah, like, what? Like, come on, dude, you're putting me in a position, like... Now I have to be a dick. Exactly, 
Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, he takes it off the cart. What are you doing? And he just sprints into his cell. Like, what, what, <laughs> That's the worst possible outcome from my perspective. Unless you, unless you like, sear that lock shut, like, we're coming in. Like, I don't know where you Yeah, I do have the key. It's literally on my person right now. As he's sprinting away, I'm telling him this. Have you ever been shocked by somebody in an aspect of like, again, you 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 assumed maybe something about them, the way they talked, the way they presented themselves, and then, yeah, like the charge on the other hand, when you really look at their paperwork, is appalling. So I think that the most... The like, most shocking thing to me and was how I reacted to this one kid's charge. He uh, uh, he was in like early 20s, uh, raped uh, or sodomized a, a baby. Like a literal baby? Like literal, like, baby. Uh, and he gets it. What do you, how do you even get your rocks off? And penetration. Um the only reason they know <laughs> penetration because he had like proof of it uh yeah wait he uh, had proof of it yes so he couldn't even do his dirty he did the dirty on his lonely which is like that's 80 percent of it now you just what did he put it on snapchat uh something similar something similar, <laughs> yeah believe it or not but so where the shot where the shot comes in is that the the amount of time this guy's like gonna do in prison in comparison to blue we'll, we'll get into that later um but like sit, sitting on like a like a one-on-one or mm-hmm. when, when this kid eventually got to a unit it was just like obviously there's there's a disconnect there but when i first sat down i like you 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 know me I, after a human being I, does this you know like is all hell. <laughs> yeah your likes to fight guy my friend Sam is likes to fight guy for everyone who knows who that is out there. Dude, what? Where did you stumble? Who, you know, how, what liquor was your mama drinking in the, like when you, she was pregnant to where, I mean, it, yeah, like it's not even like you're a typical fuck up with like a DUI or even like a, a devious fuck up with like maybe an arson or some weird juvenile charge. It's like you put your gen- that you and I could have done exactly. And you relax. Um, and you put, you know, your ding dong in a baby. And and so what even was the relate? Who trusted this man with their baby? Did he steal the baby? Um, honestly, I think it was someone that was close to him. Like a, like a cousin. I mean, you just like the odds of you seeing that person over and over again, like higher interaction rate. Was he remorseful? Debatable. I mean, that doesn't mean that like. Uh, for me, it's it's not really like you don't choose what you're into type of thing. It's more about like, I mean, regardless, you have to hold this person accountable. So when I'm working the unit, uh, I'll have the TV on, especially at midnight because they're all locked in. So yeah, so I popped the news on and uh, she's she was talking about her traumatic experience, but she wasn't even there. What's, what's ridiculous is you're screaming about you thought you were going to die and you weren't even in a building that was being stormed and you had you even yourself admitted the only interaction you had was with like a police officer who literally was like yeah man we're just trying to get you out and she's like oh my god 
Um, AOC lied was the number one um, on the explore page hashtag. And it's funny. Well, it's funny you say that because also was leaked as AOC sent to her donor like campaign email. You know, the people that get a reoccurring email from her um, that she sent a letter out that talked about if you see people doing memery online, like just being funny, like talking about AOC lied, hashtagging it or just criticizing her video or calling to question anything to like flag it and report it to get it removed as dis- as misinformation, which literally is is like fascism, right? You're using, um, you know, force of some kind or a political, a political advantage to silence your, you know, dissenting speech. Um, and this is what these people claim to be the antithesis of, right? They claim to be the people's champion and to be anti-fascist and all this stuff. And it's like, it's right in front of your face. You know, they ban like Trump has been off Twitter, right? Like whether you like him or not, it's like, he's been off Twitter now for like, I don't even know. Like, is he gone forever? I'm kind of conflicted with it because it is like, dude, you're a private business. Like, you yeah, they have the right, they have the right to the do it. Time, it's, a, it's a scumbag. The reason why it's scummy though, is because we all know they don't enforce it equally. That's the problem is that we know that they pick and choose and that they choose usually one side. Uh, you you want to like take down President Trump's page and stop him from posting. But when I was in the Marine Corps, like you look at that and it's like there's pages for ISIS, like open pages, like for ISIS. Like, when I was in college, there was, yeah, when I was in college, there was actually a kid in Rochester that got ar- got arrested um, for like being radicalized in, in a similar way. You just go on Facebook or whatever, Twitter, and you find like a recruiter and it's the same way you can get radicalized in some other group here, but it's it's just what happened. And yeah, you're right. They're, they're easily able to operate like under our noses and they used to be, they used to give a fake reason. They used to be like, well, it viol-. now they just do it. Like now they don't even have to qualify it anymore. I think this is interesting because, you know, obviously, you know, especially with COVID now, nobody does anything and nobody travels. So like if you could stack rank all the places that you had to go when you were deployed, right? So these aren't places you chose. These are places that some dude told you to go. Like what, what, uh, what was the best? Like what was the worst for somebody? Obviously, in my perspective, it's like never been over there. Like to me, they're all rock and shit. But obviously, you know the nuances of all the different places. So, like, what was the most surprising? What was the best? I would say, I would say that, like, for for me personally, my the whole reason for joining, like, the best place that I went was Iraq. You know, you actually got to do what a Marine's supposed to do. You know, and which is rare now because it's like, dude, it's peacetime. It's not like it was in oh, like oh three to oh six or even yeah, where you're in the shit. Yeah, exactly. Like all the time, twenty four seven. Like I'm just trying to establish yourself over there, and yeah, even right. get set up. I'm sure. Right. Exactly. And then, like, you go to like 2017, and it's like it's not what it was. So I was very, and that sounds selfish. Anytime I say that, I'm talking to a buddy who's also a combat vet. Like anyone who goes over there now. It's like uh, you're trained to just kill, 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 like 24 And then you get over there. And then you get over there and you don't. It's like literal, like, perfect movie for that would be, like, Jarhead. I was going to say like, Jarhead. It encap- that's the whole movie, and that's why I didn't really get it the first couple times I watched it. I was like, I don't even understand the point. But, like, the point is is that it's just not what it's, – it's, it's how, like, war can fuck you up even if you don't do the things that they train you to do is because – and, that, and that's why I say we're jacked up that I say – like, I'm lucky, like, 
I got to be there and do the things I do. Yeah, and be safe or whatever. A lot of people, yeah. no, well, because a lot of people don't get to. But, man, you go back like 10 years and it's like, oof, like that shit was nuts. But so, so. So what was like the like what was the shittiest like was there a certain city like is there anything memorable you know where you were like wow like this is way different than the way that people live you know or this is something that I've never even seen before like this is so fucked up yeah I guess when we were going through the city um, and uh, there was kids with like AKs and just just walking around just like in the movies or some shit yeah exactly and that's their form protection the roe is completely different now obviously than what it was years ago but uh rules of engagement uh if if you see somebody walking around with a rocket launcher shoot them on sight <laughs> but if they have like an ak and they're just like they could point it at you bro you can get damn think about the bureaucrats of that yeah like there's so many rules right so you have to there's you can't just do what you even might think is logical no, to do have to wait for a green light you have to justify your force whereas like they don't exactly i think the last thing too quickly or not even quickly it really doesn't matter a more recent you you told me you're like bro i gotta call you you're like there was one thing in particular you remembered from corrections that like i think is something that we haven't even discussed something more recent or was it the the insane man who thought he was repairing world war ii tanks and he's like 38 years old (laughs) No, um, that, uh, I, I guess I could touch on that. Um, not, not in great detail, but it's just, uh, I guess something that you don't think about is, uh, it's different than being on the road. And by that, I mean like a, a cop, you're, you're around these people like every day, the hours that you work are ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like four, four days. And then the last day I'll take a break and just work like eight or 12. Yeah, so if anyone's interested in, in that career of some kind, it's like the hours are, you know. But I guess that's what you expect. I mean, most state I, jobs. Yeah, you do expect it, and I do it to myself because I, I love the job. I really do. Um, growing up in bars and stuff like that, like, it, it is what it is. Like, you know, like, it's the same type of demographic that you would see, like. It's a natural progression. People who are stuck in a revolving door in the system. Um. The same people that go to a bar on a weekday and exactly. over drink. Exactly. So it's kind of this, and you're seeing them at a different time. Whereas like, if you grew up in a bar, you're seeing them maybe like, yeah, you see them before they go get the DUI. And then if you're a corrections officer now, it's like a natural progression where now you're just seeing them on, on the other end, like when their life actually goes to shit. It, it helps. It helps too. Cause like, like I know how to talk to them. Like there's plenty of people, like we talked about this before where like they just got out of college or they're just out of high school and they become a correctional officer. Yeah, to where they have the credentials, which is great. Like, but they don't necessarily have that experience with yeah, that real world stuff. Really badass, and you go in there and like everyone has a plan, so you get punched in the mouth. Well, I tell you, like, <laughs> I'm good to go, bro. You can crack me in the face as much as you want. Like, yeah, it's it's on. Like, the whole point is the uh, for the uh, well being and safe function of the facility. You develop a relationship with these people, whether you like it or not. If anybody said that they didn't, completely lying. Because you walk by, and I'm like, I'm not talking like someone who's really bad or like did some shit that you didn't agree with, like because you're supposed to not be biased. But you, 
you do, you tend to like, uh, obviously I'm not going to sit there and talk to honestly the person who fucked a baby. Well, I think it's interesting too, bro. Like that you're seeing a lot of times you're seeing people at their literal fucking rock bottom. Like yeah. that's your whole interaction with people it's important of. To remember that because if you walk in that building and you're like fucking scumbags, like, like this is the human like condition. You're gonna make your job and your shift thousand times worse. You want to do something, act stupid. But like you have to. Like pe- people have regular like Lowe's jobs, and then you have to like to talk to a a toddler diddler about like making sure that his you know commissary is set up, and then you have to like go eat a sandwich in the lunchroom. This one guy, he uh, never gives me problems. Uh, I whenever I'm in the unit, like I'll do my rounds and talk about the game. He's actually a Rams fan. Let's go. Um, yeah, so we uh, we were watching the Seattle game. Uh, and so I got my ear chewed off for that. Yeah, damn right. Um, but, uh, he, uh, he just, he acted up one day and, you know, he like turned around, he fucking, he won't get in the cell. He turned around, he charged an officer, grabbed an officer. And then I like, we did what we had to do. We wrapped him up, soft hand techniques, got him to the ground. And yeah. Like, like well, I, and he I, brought I, it to that level. Yeah, exactly. Like I told him that. I was like, dude, yeah, you never give me problems, but, like, what do you think's going to happen when you grab an officer? Like, you put me in a position, and that was the first time where I felt like I was, like, I, I didn't feel good about, mm-hmm. like, having to wrap somebody up. Yeah, you know? it's fucked that, up that he it's, put... It's a, weird, it's a weird gut check that you give yourself in so many different situations, like I said earlier, like, with the, the guy who raped a, a, a child, a baby. Um, I didn't... I wasn't, like... That's like, uh, let's fucking let's fuck this guy up. I was like, where's the disconnect? Yeah, where did where did society go wrong? Right. What yeah, did we exactly. do? This this uh this last example that I just gave, it was like, dude, why why it, it'd be like, I mean, not not to that severity, but I mean, like, if you like, you know, you you started acting up and you like you hit me in the face, and then like I like broke your arm and wrapped you up. I was like, bro, like you. You brought it to this level. Natural escalation. That's why you don't... That's why, like, I don't pick fights with people. That's why I tend to try and be charming and stuff is because, like, obviously you you assume that risk. Like, you know, it's why traditionally, like, the guy that always brings knife around guy, it's like, well, if you pull that out, like, this is, like, this turn from, like, a, hey, relax, bro, to, like, oh, my God. Like, it turns into, like, a murder. Um, but yeah, it's just the human, it's the human condition, right? Like, you know, if, if we're hanging out, somebody punches me, what are you just going to punch them back? Like, no, you're, no, you're, I'm going to, I'm going to rip their teeth out. All right. So that's my point. <laughs> and then, you know, their dumb friend has the same general, you know, generalized reaction and thinks he's Billy badass. And then you got to rip his teeth out and it just becomes yeah. a natural. And then we, you know, can't go to Applebee's anymore, which is yeah. never, which is never yeah, fun. Exactly. I, I, uh, I watched like different videos on uh, on corrections like multiple times, and it was uh, it kind of put in perspective. It's just like you you always got to be in the mindset of like, dude, I'm I'm on this side, you're on that side, you know. And it, it kind of sucks because all it takes is one bad apple to ruin it for everyone else. Where you go in there and you're being cordial and polite. Well, look, when you do that with someone for a year, and then they want to flip switch it's like that that's expected 
sometimes you get sucked in and you're like, what are you doing? It's like, no, like that, that's how this person is. Yeah. That kind of sucks, you know? It's unfortunate. Yeah. And again, like you said, I mean, you're customer facing. It's, it's frustrating that you have to even be put in that position to do it, but that's the reality. And that's why they pay you the big bucks. Um, yeah, I think, dude, I think that's good. I think, uh, we have a ton of stuff here, dude. I have like an hour so I can edit this down and, so i hope you all enjoyed that a little light you know um if you're still listening to this point thank you for the support i love you my dog loves you big deal um i'll have some more stuff for you next week so look out for that enjoy